Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, this part of the program is brought to you by Noble Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Noble Gold is the very best that there is to protect you. Right now, we have 4,200 banks in this country that are in trouble. The FDIC, don't think you got insurance. You do not. They have 0.07% of the money on hand. They've already shot their wad with the five bank failures that have already happened. It's underfunded. No one's protected except for the rich. Although they'll bail out the credit swap derivatives crowd. That's already been established. But do you know also, too, the banks can keep your money? That's right. The Dodd-Frank Law of 2010 says that, hey, ladies and gentlemen, you got to be really careful here. Why? Listen, 2010, they ruled that you are an unsecured creditor. You don't own your money and you put it in the bank. So Noble Gold wants to get your retirement away from the bank and back it with gold, which is a lot better deal than the banks backing it because they've lost 85% of the value since the 1980s. Gold has held its value for 6,000 years. They can do similar things with your bank account. Do we not agree this is the way to go? Now, the FTC wants me to issue a warning, and I will gladly, that investments can be risky and there are no guarantees. I'll tell you what's the most risky thing, leaving your money and your retirement in the bank. That's the risky thing that all of us need to be concerned about. So how do you find out more about how to do this? Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Or call 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, we got a really good show for you today, and I'm flying solo, and a lot of people have asked me to do more of this. I like to have the discussion, the interaction, but I'm probably getting several emails a day saying, Dave, when are you going to do another monologue? You haven't done one for a while. Okay. All right. We will do another monologue. And the monologue that I want to talk to you about is the fact that the Democratic Party criminals are being exposed. But i got to say this honestly. In 2020, it was the Democrats and a few key rhino Republicans that stole that election from Donald Trump in Arizona. I can't speak to the facts across the country. I studied Arizona, and I published an article, and I said, these are the five ways that the election was stolen. I published that in May of 2021, after a pretty extensive investigation, and I had some really good insider sources. And it turns out I was absolutely right. Do you know within hours of publishing this article, my friends like Sarah Westall, great journalist, she was contacted and says, Dave Hodge is going to discredit you. You keep supporting him. And then Paul Preston, Dave Hodge is going to get you killed. This is after he had me on a show to talk about this. So (laughs) these people play for keeps. They, They truly do. And yes, I have been threatened. And yes, in Arizona, there are suspected murders that have taken place over the years about voter fraud. I remember I had dinner with an ex-Phoenix City Councilwoman and her husband, and uh, some uh, mutual friends of ours were there, and they told stories about how people got off for exposing voter fraud. My own state senator 
Jack Harper, former state senator, great man, great integrity, uh, really helped us with our property rights struggle after I, we kind of made him see the light because he was told one story and we were able to convince him that wasn't true. And he was very instrumental in helping us. Uh, man of integrity. Well, he was unhappy about a voting situation in a south suburb of Phoenix called Awatuki. And he raised a couple questions. His political career was over. He was being looked at as uh, Secretary of State. He, he was a rising star in the Republican Party. But don't you dare ever, 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 never, never, never talk about voter fraud. Every election is clean and fair. Nobody would ever cheat. But today, we've got some breaking news. We truly do. Let's go to Michigan, shall we? And let me review some facts about what's happened in Michigan. And this impugns Atlanta as well as a participant in voter fraud. So little Fannie Hill, the DA and uh, yeah, the one who's prosecuting Trump. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's start in Michigan, shall we? Um, Jim Hoft has done a really good job of exposing this from the Gateway Pundit. Um, and on Wednesday, this last Wednesday, Patty McMurray posted an update on GBI Strategies voter registration fraud investigation. And this is how the Democrats steal elections. They do phony registrations. They think that's the same as signature verification. And then they just implant votes for the people they want. We know that happened at the midnight hour in Philadelphia. Remember when they put the pizza boxes up over the windows so the uh, poll watchers could not watch what was going on? That election should have been stopped right then. Trump should have called in the National Guard. He made a mistake. But anyway, GBI Strategies is a group that works with the Democratic Party. And on August 8th, the Gateway Pundit revealed a major fraudulent voter registration operation with GBI. And they had been under investigation for almost three years in Michigan, and it spanned several cities across Michigan. And the investigation involved lead investigators working for Michigan's Democratic Attorney General Dana Nessel. Now, remember she threw, I forget the guy's name, threw a candidate off the ballot who was doing really, really well when he was running for the Senate. Do you remember that case? And she just said, no, we don't think you're eligible, you're out, and there was no justification for it. This woman, in my humble opinion, is a total criminal, and this is being borne out. Anyway, she was implicated, along with an analyst working for the Democratic Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. So these are in Whitmer's uh, administration. Are you surprised? Whitmer? You hear about Whitmer? Let me digress for just a minute. Whitmer is allowing CCP... Companies, communist Chinese party companies that make electric batteries to set up shop right next to a military base, a sensitive military base, and that's just fine. I call that treason. Anyway, back to the story. So you've got Nessel and Benson, two officials in the Whitmer administration, and then the true depth of the investigation began to bear out shocking details uncovered by the Michigan State Police and the Muskegon Police Department. And guess what they did when they found evidence of voter registration fraud? Do you know what these two wonderful law enforcement organizations did? They hid it. Can you imagine if we flipped the coin and these were Trump people? Merrick Garland would be having his FBI goons kicking indoors. Am I right? Nothing happened. So anyway, a little, little kind of interesting here, ladies and gentlemen. On August 30th, thanks to the work by Patty Murray, Phil O'Halloran, and Brandon Giacobazzi, they were able to report that Empower Michigan, staffed by GBI Strategies, shares the same address as the Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, my goodness. Now, the DNC headquarters in Lansing, the same building is Empower Michigan. Talk about conflicts of interest. Talk about uh, voter activist groups involved with state officials and DNC. This is as criminal as it gets. Now, listen to this. They also discovered that GBI Strategies is based in Atlanta. Well, Trump said there was voter fraud in Atlanta. Same company. 
Michigan, voter fraud. Atlanta, voter fraud. Fulton County, voter fraud. Those charges against the 18 colleagues of Donald Trump and Donald Trump should be thrown out right now based on this. Total criminal enterprise to steal elections. And GBI strategies was saving the good forms, quote unquote, that means the voter registrations, and loaded these forms into a computer before they were delivered to the clerk's offices. Why was that? Because they were inserting fake votes. Why did GBI strategies or Empower Michigan need to download the information contained on voter registration forms that they collected? And who had access to the information? Shouldn't Michigan voters who register with third-party organizations know they're potentially sharing their personal information? Whoa, man, I'll tell you, this was absolutely bombshell. So you have all these organizations conspiring to defraud and disenfranchise the true voters who voted legally and ethically in the state of Michigan. And they don't know how many ballots were. Hundreds of thousands is one estimate that I've read. But that is just only in Michigan. (laughs) Oh, yes. Shall we take a trip around the voter fraud block? Let's come to my home state in Arizona, where I am highly, highly frustrated. Let's just start with some basic facts that we can all agree on. On election morning for the 2022 midterm, over a million voters showed up in Maricopa County to cast their votes. Now, by state law, the votes had to be verified, excuse me, the voting machines had to be verified as to their working order, that and the printers, and it has to be done within 24 hours of the election. There's no record that was ever done. And you're saying, Dave, you got to be kidding. It's law. Uh, if it wasn't done, that means the election's invalid. Let me say that again. So these people show up to vote, over a million. And in Republican districts, in which the majority of registered voters were Republican, nearly 60% of the machines failed upon opening. Is that not a problem? It's estimated that 300,000 people that wanted to vote did not vote. In fact, when the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors that were running this election along with uh, the county clerk and recorder, Stephen Reischer, a classic rhino, and I'll explain that in a minute, um, they took public testimony from people that came to a public meeting. They gave them their minute, and they didn't care what they said. Your minute's up. And people were pissed. They told stories like this. I'm handicapped. I was told to go to another center. I waited in line, long line, because so many of these places and machines broke down, and I waited three hours. I'm handicapped. I couldn't take any more. The line was a mile long. I dropped out and went home. I came back later in the day only to find the same long lines. I'm not capable of standing for long periods of time. Or, my kids were at daycare, but I had to pick them up by a certain time because they were closing early that day. I waited two hours to vote and could not vote. And this is after I went to the second site. Or, people told this story. They went to um, the first site only to be, no, you can't vote, but here, fill out this form and we'll put it in box three. Totally unsecured. Box three. Became a joke here in Maricopa County where anyone could take any vote out, anyone could see how you voted. It was an absolute flipping joke. There was no chain of custody for these votes in box three. And, And then there were people who have checked on their registered votes when they voted And they still, to this day, have not been counted. And every one of them was a Republican. Now, I want to make sure you hear this. In Maricopa County, when the machines go down, it was only in heavy Republican districts. Republican voters were targeted. Carrie Lake 
lost to Katie Hobbs, who did not campaign. She would not debate. She ran a Joe Biden campaign and the Little Valley Girl. And I'll tell you, if you ever heard her talk, you know that's an accurate description. She campaigned from her basement, probably eating bonbons and ice cream cones like Uncle Joe. She won by 17,000 votes. And it's an estimated over 300,000 voters, all GOP, disenfranchised. But here's what's interesting. The Democrats only played a small role in this. A small role. The chief culprits, the chief cheaters, were the rhinos. At that time, the head of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, Bill Gates, formed a pack with Stephen Reischer, both Republicans, and Stephen Reischer was the county clerk and recorder. Both Republicans. And their pack was to not support America First candidates. Aha! Uh-huh. Where have we heard this before? Perk up your ears, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to leave Arizona. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time Arizona, and talk about your state and talk national in the u.s senate mitch i can't maintain a train of thought mcconnell and i love china more than anything because they pay me 25 million dollars a year well it's on his financial disclosure form his uh, wife's parents control and run and operate the six major ports in china Mm -hmm. and mitch has paid very well for ignoring the needs of taiwan betraying america exactly but here's where he really betrayed america he and chuck schumer supposed to be the enemy right they agreed to get rid of america first candidates in the senate but it went further than this he McCarthy and McDaniel, the head of the RNC, so all these fundraising people, there were eight Republican senators winning going into Election Day in the polls. They were winning early in the election, but they ran out of money. Why did they run out of money? Because Mitch McConnell pulled their funding. 
GOP sabotaging GOP. But what do those eight candidates have in common? Hear me and hear me clearly on this. What they had in common, (laughs) this is amazing, is they were America First candidates. And they were all winning. In fact, McMaster's, uh, Blake McMaster's, who ran in Arizona uh, against Mark, I love communist China as much as Mitch McConnell Kelly, um, he gets 20 million in years. So that's what the reports are. Um, he, uh, Blake Masters was winning, hands down in the polls. And then his funding got pulled. The fix was in. Blake Masters was an America First candidate. He was backed by Trump. He went on Tucker Carlson. He said, Mitch McConnell better hope I'm not elected to the Senate because he won't be in leadership very long. I mean, he was blunt. And this is before he lost. And then there's questions about, you know, voter integrity in his election. And I'm sure there were problems with the ballots. There always are in Arizona. Arizona ballots have been a problem since the 1990s. And my good friend Ernie Hancock, who's the former chairman of the Maricopa County Libertarian Party, he's filed several lawsuits on this. I mean, uh <laughs> Arizona has the best politicians we can buy, and that's really true, and it's not just about elections. But let's go down and, and, and talk about Carrie Lake for a second. We knew there were problems with the machines from what the county uh, uh, supervisors were saying in Cochise County and Mojave County. And in Cochise County, they wanted to execute a voter count. So are you hearing me? They wanted to hand count the votes to validate the machine vote. There's nothing in statute that says you can't. It says you must use the machine, but doesn't say you can't use hand counting votes to verify the election. So Cochise County voted that they're going to hand count. Now, Katie Hobbs, who's the gubernatorial candidate, was also the Secretary of State. Should she be allowed to make rulings in an election she's part of? And the crowd said, no way, Dave. Do I get a big amen on that? Of course I do. But that's exactly what she did. Follow me on this. You're you're not going to believe the corruption. She told Cochise County people, if you do this, you'll go to frickin' jail. She likes using the F word. Yeah, see the reporter following around in the gym? Yeah, she dropped a bunch of F-bombs on him. Yeah, she likes that F-word. Anyway, Valley Girl said, if you do this, I'll throw you in jail. That's illegal. Hang on to that thought. Let me go north to the north part of the state, Mojave County. Mojave County wasn't going to certify the election. They wanted to do the same thing. And Ron Gold, who I know I used to be on a show oh, two, three times when he was a state senator at a radio show out of Lake Havasu. Um, Ron was the county chairman, and he said, we're not going to certify this election until some things happen. And she told him, Katie Hobbs told Ron Gold, you'll do this or you'll go to jail. So Ron bent to the pressure, and he said, under threat of going to prison, I certify the election. Now, Carrie Lake sued, and she had 10 counts that went before this corrupt judge. And one of the counts was Katie Hobbs acted illegally in ruling in her own election. Does everybody agree with that? It's probably even a criminal offense. I know it's a violation of ethics. And you know what the judge did? He said, Bob, she's allowed to do that, and he threw it out. So we had this judge, this ass-clown judge, say it's okay to interfere in your own election if you're a person in position of power. And the audience says, I know, I hear the air coming out of your lungs. You couldn't believe this would happen. Oh, yeah, it happened. They stole 300,000 votes by breaking the machines, causing them not to work. And then they made all these rulings because people around the state were asking questions about the problems. <laughs> yeah, th- th- listen, folks, this is how the game's played. It's played this way in Michigan. 
It's played this way in Atlanta. It's this play. It's played this way in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin. All the swing states are targeted for extreme voter fraud. There is no one in this state, unless they lie to your face, that would tell you that Joe Biden beat Donald Trump, but he won by 11,000 votes. They had one time on Fox News 10 on a Saturday morning, they went out to cover a Biden rally about a month before the election. And they said, we can't find anybody except for the Democratic promoters. No one showed up. Two days later, Donald Trump had a rally at nearby Veterans Memorial Stadium in Phoenix. 25,000 people. He had, a, he had a meeting then like two weeks later up in Prescott, 20,000 people. Joe Biden couldn't get 100. There's no way that election was won. It was stolen by these phony voter registrations. I'm going to get to that in Arizona because there's breaking news out of Yavapai County. And I'm shocked it's coming out of Yavapai County. Let me say something about Yavapai County. It's about, an oh, Prescott, the county seat, is about two hours from downtown Phoenix, the seat for Maricopa County. And the people in Yavapai County are fiercely conservative. They're good people. They're many, many Christians, hardworking people. And yet, George Soros has had his hand on this county, and they have corrupt officials. They had a corrupt county clerk and recorder. They have the representatives that go to the state house and state senate. All kinds of stories about them. Conflicts of interest and money, funneling projects to relatives. Yeah, it's just incredible the stories that come out of there. Uh, huge cartel influence in the state. Oh, yeah. Arizona is well known for this and affecting elections. Um, a near murder of a real estate agent who was exposing this stuff. Boyfriend got shot in the head. Yep, that happened. Uh, I know firsthand about it. Yeah, because I used to speak to this organization, which they were a part of, four or 500 people. In fact, they brought sheriff's protection for me right after the event happened. Um, but that's, oh, by the way, this is also the county that has such wonderful Democratic prosecutors that when Hunter Biden got caught with crack cocaine in the backseat of his rental car in Prescott, they let him go. They didn't charge him. In this conservative county, talk about a mismatch. 90% of this county is extremely conservative. And you got people that are running this that look like they belong in California. Okay, so there was a ruling here, and I'm going to pull up my notes here on my computer. And uh, this is absolutely fantastic about this ruling. And uh, there's finally been a judicial breakthrough in a voter fraud case. Yes, you're going to hear it probably first right here on the Common Sense Show. Before we go over to Arizona... And look at breaking news regarding the first, I think, judicial victory for any voter fraud case. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, Obama and Biden together, they're conspiring. Susan Rice, the whole crew, they are making a war on food and your ability to get food. And we have been through this time immemorial and uh, pretty soon it'll be the cows farting and you, you can't have cattle. We're at a 65-year low for cattle, by the way. Uh, you've got the carbon capture programs in eight Midwestern states where farm operations are being disrupted. Farmers are losing money. Their property rights are being violated. I could go on and on. Over 200 food processing plants have been damaged or destroyed. Not one federal investigation. If they were Planned Parenthood, they'd be all over, right? Merrick Garland would sta- you know, basically stage an FBI raid everywhere they thought there was a problem so the bottom line is is you need storable food and my patriot supply is the best that there is and please don't take a chance with this because once cbdc is in every food purchase you make through the system will be tracked monitored and accepted or rejected so get your storable food now and my recommendation is to hide it as well i'm being very serious Uh, because I do believe they'll pass food hoarding laws and so forth to go with what they're attempting to do with the smart cities. So what you want to do is go to foodwithdave.com. You'll get 
25-year shelf life on the food, 2,000 calories per day, restaurant quality for the food, lots of diversity, lots of food choices. You'll love it. And their specials galore. It's the biggest company in the country. It's the best company in the country. Go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have, I've lived so long to see this. Finally, voter identity theft in Arizona, where an Arizona judge, Judge Knapper, has ruled that voter registration records were illegal, rules that mail-in ballot signatures have been compared illegally, and he included an order. And we're going to go through this. This is good news. This is the first victory. We know voter fraud is rampant. We know it is. And now they're prosecuting people for saying it. Trump, 18 others in Atlanta. Um, That election in 2020 was stolen. Carrie Lake's election was stolen. Come sue me. That's fine. You can sue me. You can charge me criminally. But you know what? I was born at night, but not last night. And anyone with a brain in this state where I live knows that these two elections were stolen. And the average person knows it. They just don't know what to do about it. I'm speaking to the Tea Party again next week, and I'll be talking about this case I'm going to bring up to you, but I'll also be talking about Maui, which we're going to talk about before we leave today. Listen to this. This is so good. A Yavapai County judge ruled in favor of Arizona Free Enterprise Club, and they sued. This private group sued, and um, they were seeking to restore integrity and trust in elections in a lawsuit that prohibited the Secretary of State from enforcing illegal election procedures relating to mail-in ballot verification. Let me tell you something about our Secretary of State. If you've heard me tell the story before, good, we'll reinforce it. His name is Adrian Fontes. He was such an incompetent boob, he got voted out of the Maricopa County elections chief job, the county clerk and recorder job, in the last election cycle. How he got elected to the Secretary of State, well, let's just put it this way. There's a lot of questions, and it centers around these illegal votes. But Fontes has an interesting background. People in California, including my good friend Paul Preston, Agenda 21 Radio, president of the New California Movement, told me, well, he's a big-time cartel lawyer. Well, that's true as far as I can prove in, in this instance. Do you remember the Fast and Furious case, right? Obama, Eric Holder, shipping guns to the cartels. They killed Agent Brian Terry of the Border Patrol with that. Do you remember that? Yeah, remember that case? Guess who the lawyer was for the cartel members? Our present Secretary of State. I know. You're recalling and says, Dave, you got to be blanking me. No, I'm not. I wished I was. So this Secretary of State went to court to try to protect illegal activities that I believe and most other people that looked at this election believe helped get him elected in addition to the voting machine failures. Um, Judge John Knapper rejected the motions to dismiss by Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, a former cartel lawyer. (laughs) It's true. Um, He's also a Mi Familia Vota a democratic nonprofit organization with really, well, let's put it this way. I wouldn't turn my back on them near a voting booth. A status conference has been set for Tuesday, September 18th at 9 a.m. The judge's order reads as follows, and I have the verbatim of it here. I'll give you a couple quotes. The court finds the special action state's claim upon which relief can be granted. The court finds plaintiffs have correctly defined the registration the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Record. The 2019 EPM creates a process that contradicts the plain language of Arizona Revised Statute 16-550A. Therefore, this portion of the EPM and the instruction from the Secretary do not have the force of law. And the instruction of the Secretary was basically, 
no ballot verification. Let, let me go on here. This is this is exactly one of the ways, and I identified this, and I wrote that article I just mentioned in 2021, in May, May 12, 2021. I identified this as one of the five ways that the Arizona election was stolen in 2020. It also happened in 2022. Under the current Arizona election procedures manual, if a signature is accepted on a mail-in ballot envelope or a voter uses an in-person polling place touchscreen signature log, it is added to the voter's registration record to be used for future reference. Many voters were seen with similar affidavit signatures in consecutive elections that do not match other signatures on their voter registration or past affidavits. So there would you get the same record and the signatures change. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's continue. County recorders just need to cheat consistently with the same nonsense signatures. The new ruling will require voter registration forms to be used for signature verification, opposed to previously accepted fraudulent mail-in ballots and other signature forms. And the judge said documents are part of the registration record if they involve the voter's registration. So there's no way around this. The order also stated that registering to vote is not the same as voting. Applying the plain and obvious meaning of registration, the legislature intended for the recorder to attempt to match the signature on the outside of the envelope to the signature on the documents that the voter used to register the first time. And if the signatures don't match, you cannot count the vote. This is how they steal the vote. They have voter signature parties. I mean, we all know about this going on in Arizona. Okay, Napper also said, the language of this statute is clear and unambiguous. In other words, he was saying, you can appeal all that you want here, Fontes, but this language is really, really clear. Now, in the last two elections in Maricopa County, hundreds of thousands of signatures were discovered to be verified in just a few seconds each. Tell me how you do that. Did they have some type of special speed readers there? Hey, when I was at my height of speed reading, let me brag for a second, I read 2,000 words a minute with 85% comprehension. I couldn't do what they did. I know what the process was. And I set up an experiment I did for myself. I couldn't verify 5% of what they did in a few seconds. It was so criminal. Let's go on. A true comparison of signatures as required by law takes much longer and to do properly. Unscrupulous election employees have been caught not even looking at the signatures. At least one employee simply approved tens of thousands of ballots in a matter of seconds without looking to verify the accuracy. I mean, folks, I I couldn't make this stuff up. I wouldn't even think of this. But these were the findings in a court of law. Um, We have videos that we've seen where we see one Maricopa County Signature Review employee verifying a 2022 ballot affidavit of envelope signatures in one second per signature. And we have it on tape. We have it on tape. I'm looking at it right here. It's right in front of me. I'm looking at it on tape. They blur out the faces, but you can see the cheating going on. This is just beyond reason here. I mean, I can't believe that they're this brazen about it. Okay, now... 10% of the signatures of voter registrations used in this election in 2022 were fraudulent. Do you understand that we're we're talking about 300,000 votes, and then we think 300,000 GOP were disenfranchised? This is how the Democrats won all the state positions except for the uh, treasurer position. By the way, to show you how fraudulent this election was, The Secretary of Treasure had more votes in her election, Kimberly Yee. Okay, a Republican won the election, the only one that won a state office. But she had more votes in her election with her and her candidate, opponent, than voted for the governor, for the Secretary of State, for the Attorney General. 
Does that even sound reasonable? And boy, in Arizona, people really care about their Secretary of Treasury. Yeah, it's more important than the governor. It's more important than the Attorney General. It's more important than the Secretary of State. It's because they disenfranchised all those voters. That's the bottom line. Okay, now, in Carrie Lake's case, the ballot affidavit is a voter registration record, and the estimate is, with her, these 300,000 votes, they're potentially talking about 10% of the vote total, these 300,000 votes, combined with the 300,000 missing GOP votes in Maricopa County, Carrie Lake won by over half a million I've been told by insiders that know elections and how this game is played, and for the fear of their life, one, my best source doesn't go public, but trust me, he has the law enforcement experience to tell me what he's telling me. He told me Donald Trump won in Arizona in 2020 by over a million votes. I was surprised it wasn't more. That's a fact. That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Here we have clear voter fraud emanating out of Michigan, Arizona, that's two of the six swing states. Now we also have Atlanta implicated because of their connections with GBI strategies and other groups. Same group. Why wouldn't they do the same strategies there? Gee, that kind of weakens the case against Donald Trump and the 18 defendants. But the problem is not only can they indict a ham sandwich in these Democratic states, they can convict one too. And that's really interesting. I'm going to make a bold statement here. And honestly, I don't care what the public opinion is. It's clear Joe Biden's not running. Kamala Harris has said that she's uh, ready to assume the presidency. It's really clear they're getting ready to make a move. Really clear. Um, She can't win. I mean, she'll be known as the word salad president, um, bumbling buffoon, same policies, rubber stamp everything. She'll be as useless as Joe. Who are they going to run as a Democrat? They're not going to get Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Why? Vaccines. The, the Democrats and Pfizer and Moderna are married and joined at the hip. They're Siamese triplets. Trimies, triplets. That might be the right phrase. But you know what I'm saying? They're financially interlocked. They have cast their fortunes to each other. And here you have RFK saying, vaccines kill people. And they do. The Democrats can't beat Donald Trump. And we're catching on to the ways they cheat. We now have a judicial precedent in Yavapai County in Arizona. They got a real problem. They, they can't cheat 100% of an election. So what's their option? If they can't convict him and throw him in jail, if they can't cheat enough to win, what's left on the table? Let me explain something to you. The World Economic Forum is in, is going to lock us down with the World Health Organization pandemic. It's time to try to cheat as much as we can. It's time for a new pandemic because there's a new election. Ladies and gentlemen, I still don't think they can win. But there's more. They're going to bring in the 15-minute cities, the CBDC. They're going to bring in the smart cities. And I did, you want to go over to YouTube because on Wednesday night, I did a live stream that's still up there. And I summarized uh, the major points of smart cities and 15-minute cities. It's going to be a hellhole. If you're not familiar with these concepts, you need to get familiar The World Economic Forum is running our government, along with China. And they're in bed with China, too, the World Economic Forum. They want China to become the world policeman. And we're becoming just like the CCP. The World Economic Forum wants to take away all your rights, all your decision-making. You'll eat bugs, and you'll love it. You'll own nothing, and you'll love it. And you've heard the sayings, but looks, folks, it's all true. That's why you need to go and listen to that video. It's under live stream. It aired, I don't know, some, somewhere around 6.45 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Pacific. You're going to want to listen to this and maybe even take notes. In fact, the whole day I did three videos on 15-minute cities, smart cities. Uh, they're saying Maui isn't going to be a smart city. The governor is lying about it. In two consecutive days, I found new documents that shows that's a lie. Maui is going to be the first smart island. 
all the islands are going that way. I showed the documentation live. Now, let's get down to what all this means. It means that Donald Trump can't become president. He'll refute the World Economic Forum. He'll refute the World Health Organization. and will order us lockdown, have mandatory vaccines. Did you know that Biden signed an agreement with the World Health Organization? It's really a treaty, and it's illegal because treaties have to go through the Senate with a two-thirds approval vote. Biden just declared, oh, we're going to do what the World Economic Forum tells us. If I declare emergency, they come in and take over. That means they bring the U.N. troops. That means they can quarantine you in camps. That means they can forcibly make you take vaccines. They can decide who lives and dies. They can triage any way they want. They're in total control, and our laws do not apply. You should read the agreement. Biden will try that. I think it could set off a revolution. And I do think there's elements in our military that will stand up. I'll tell you, our Space Force will stand up. The submarine fleet will stand up. We could have a civil war. But I think what we could also have is the assassination of a presidential candidate like what happened to Bobby Kennedy in 1968. I think Donald Trump's a marked man. If they can't convict him, they're going to kill him. Now, you think Dave Hodges is out on a limb? This is what Tucker Carlson's been saying for two months. It's what I've been saying since 2016. Had Trump been reelected, I really believe they would have killed him. These people, these globalists that want to bring down America and install their one world government, and it's really clear that's where they're going, uh, and it'll be really through the back door. It's top-down management, smart cities, smart growth, CBDC to control everything about your finances. You don't even need to declare you're a government. You now control the people, and the governmental rights you had under the Bill of Rights are now gone. They're now gone. And I do think that Donald Trump will not survive to run for election. He'll either be in jail or he'll be six feet under. And that pains me to say that because DeSantis, I don't think, can win. He doesn't have the national reach. I like him. I like him a lot. He and Trump need to stop feuding. But I do like DeSantis. They should have run together. Uh, Ramaswamy, he's a world economic forum boy he was part of the young global leaders program there's 10,000 of them and this is how they've overrun the United States this is why smart growth in smart cities is the same in Maui as it is in New York City as it is in Philadelphia as it is in Austin as it is in Boston as it is in Denver as it is in Tucson that's right all these cities are signed on and more in fact um New York City is 25% smart growth city. They have 25% of it in. They're the number one city. Uh, San Francisco is right behind them at 24%. I read that on the live stream tonight. I went through the cities and talked about their estimated rate of completion to become a smart city. Smart city means you don't travel 15 minutes from your home. Everything about you is known, all your data, your health records. And do you know the scary thing about a smart city, people? Whenever you have building, have you ever heard a building going up and they don't have provisions for the handicapped? Have you ever heard of that? Whenever you build something, don't you have to have those provisions? Isn't that federal law? I've read smart city applications. Oh, we're going to walk. We're going to bike. Well, what if someone's 80 years old and they're decrepit physically? What are they going to do? How are they going to get to the pharmacist? How are they going to get to their doctor's appointment? They're going to outlaw cars. That's in the Maui plan. They're not going to have, they want to do away with all rental cars at the airport. They want you to take shuttles. They're going to build bike paths. Oh, but there's not a smart city being uh, applied in Maui. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. Donald Trump could lead us out of the wilderness, he would get rid of all these globalists. I think he'd start to purge the civil service. I had a uh, counterterrorism FBI agent uh, now moved on to other things. His name was John Guandalo. I interviewed him a few years ago. And on my show, he said something that kind of surprised me. He said, Dave, we should fire all GS-15s and above in civil service. They're all communists. He said, you might find an exception. He said, there's some good men and women in the FBI, but they're not GS-15 and above. I agree. 
Trump needs to come in if he were elected president and fire the first three levels of all civil service. That would do a big, big favor to America because it would deeply cut into the deep state. And Trump needs to declare martial law and build a wall on the border. He needs to deport all criminal aliens, including gangsters, MS-13. But I don't think he's going to get the chance. I agree with Tucker Carlson. They can't afford a Trump because he'll set their plans back. He'll build the military. China wouldn't be able to conquer us. Russia doesn't want to. Putin really showed signs of wanting to work with Trump. But that Russia, Russia, Russia collusion nonsense came into it. And if he talks to Putin, oh, see, you are a Russian agent. Who would have been dumb enough to believe that BS? Your president's a Russian agent. Anyway, that's the election news. Let me go to something else. I want to talk about Maui. If you've been following me in other venues, you know what I have said. The intent was to drive up the death toll. No one could be this stupid. You had the former head of uh, uh, Maui Emergency, Andaya. He said, oh, no, we couldn't uh, sound the sirens because uh, this is a tsunami. And the people to run up the hills and got burned up by the fire. How stupid are people? You see a fire, you're going to run to it because a tsunami siren's going off? It's not even believable. And then he doubled down on his lie. And, and, and he, what did he say? He said, there might have been music or air conditioning on. They wouldn't have heard the siren. Well, is that a reason not to turn it on? And then you have this ass clown, um, Kaleo Maniel has been removed from his position and reassigned without a public hearing, illegal. And uh, he didn't turn the water on. And did you hear his psychobabble excuse? I, th- I thought I was watching someone from a new age in the land of Aquarius from the 1970s talk about the sacred nature of water and we just couldn't let it go. Excuse me, people were burning to death when you didn't let that water go. They were actually winning the fight in Lahaina, according to some of the firefighters, until the water stopped. So they didn't sound the sirens, and it's state law that they do. The tsunami warnings are giving for every kind of emergency. So that was a lie. And the governor doubled down on the lie. Same press conference. He gets up, oh, yeah, yeah, when I lived on this island uh, in Hawaii, yeah, they told us to, uh, we couldn't play the, the tsunami sirens for a fire. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not statute. It's statute that they should have sounded it. They should have released the water. And then the ultimate thing was this. They blocked the exits. Now, here's what I do have. I got video evidence on this. The morning of the fire, Lahaina school buses were used to transport people out of the vacation areas near Lahaina. And they took them to the airport. That's the day of the fire, August 8th. August 7th, despite the lies they're saying in Hawaii, the websites say school started the 7th. The kids in Lahaina were sent home from school on the day of the fire, August 8th. Where are they? There were 3,001 students enrolled in the Lahaina School District. 400 of them surfaced in other school districts. 200 did virtual. And they claim 400 are now loosely accounted for. So let's take them at their word. Okay, there are still 2,025 missing students in Lahaina. Where'd they go? Where'd the buses go? I've seen video of buses the day before, the day of, the day after. Those buses are gone. How'd those kids get home from school? All of them didn't walk. And why would they send them home? And listen to this. I'm a former high school teacher. Your number one job is to maintain line of sight supervision to protect your children. When they knew those damn parents were at work, not at home, they should not have sent those kids home. They should have housed them in a safe place and done a lockdown. And schools do lockdown drills for this purpose. Why wasn't that done? Who gave that order? I suspect it was the governor or the chief of police. And speaking of the chief of police, he blocked the exits. Oh, they can take the tourists out on the Lahaina buses, but the same day they blocked the exits from the people from leaving. And they had no choice if they got out to jump into the water. 
Now, why would they do that? And I thought about this for days, and it hit me. The developers want to carve up Lahaina. Jeff Bezos offered to make it a smart city with a $100 million donation the day after the tragedy. Nice timing, Jeff. Way to show sympathy for the victims. But this is true. They want that land for development. They want those people off their land. And when those people were interviewed by the few journalists that could get to them, they said, what do you fear the most? Uh, The developers. That's not what you hear from people in a tragedy like this. But that's what they were saying because they've been fighting them off for years. They had historical preservation protection in Lahaina, and the governor undid it a month before when he said, well, there is an exception to your protection. If there's a natural disaster, we can rezone your land. This was intentional, people. And I won't get into the directed energy weapon, but I'll tell you what. Go look at Hawaii real estate video guy, and I put some of his stuff on my videos, and look at what you see. Cars burned up and vegetation fine. That's targeting. That's targeting. Then you see pit marks around cars. It's like they're being shot at and missed. That was on the highway. Two instances of several cars being shown like this. Do I think it's directed energy weapons? My gut tells me yes, but there's what you know and there's what you can prove in court. So I'll just leave it at that. But what I can say is there was a deliberate attempt to drive up the death toll. Now, here's why. If you have five members of a family and a house burns down, they have insurance and they have rights to the land, correct? But if all of them perish, children too, if all of them perish, then who are the next of kin? They either live on another island They might be on the mainland, and they're not going to come and fight with the developers and the governor to control their property rights. They're just going to sell for pennies on the dollar and get what they can. Lick their wounds, do their mourning, and move on. This is why they blocked the exit. This is why there weren't sirens. This is why the water was turned off to fight the fire. And those three facts are irrefutable. They want to deny blocking the exits. The police chief has denied that. He's lied about it. But the reality is we have it on video. We have eyewitnesses that said that happened. There's eyewitnesses that said they had to run the blockades or run around them and ignore the police orders because they knew the fire was coming. This is... In my humble opinion, the biggest mass murder by government in American history. It rivals the Trail of Tears. It rival it's worse than the Tuskegee Airmen, which was terrible. This is the biggest murder. This is what I'm calling it. The evidence is overwhelming. We need to ask every day, where are the 2,025 children? Now, up until today, they never found a kid in the water. Isn't that interesting? All those people run to the water. They never found a kid. The buses are missing. I don't know where they are, but I'll say this. If the government doesn't like conspiracy theories, then stop lying. They're carving Lahaina up. They're putting all the islands into basically smart city status. The documents are on the state website. They have a meeting on the 25th. I went through the agenda on a broadcast I did on YouTube, and I read from the agenda. It's all UN 2030 agenda nonsense. The governor was at an Agenda 2030 meeting at the UN. I've got it on tape. I played it. And the and Governor Gang Green, as I call him, he's a gangster, right? Right? And he's poisoned to his people. That's why I call him Gang Green. Governor Gang Green is a smart city's proponent. And that's what he was talking about at that meeting at the UN one month prior to these people being torched out of their homes. It's just so sad. And now they're suing Hawaii Electric. And I'll wrap this up really quickly. Hawaii Electric is going to take the fall. But you know what? If they're forced to go into Chapter 11 bankruptcy... The bottom line is, is they they won't be able to supply the power for the islands, and they're the only provider. Oh, but not to worry. Maui has the smart city plan that's on the state website. Renewable energy. They won't need Hawaii Electric. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting how it all fits together? And by the way, one last thing before we close. The governor brokered a deal through one of his land groups with the state. They sold... Lahaina for $750 million with 51-acre home sites. 
Now, they didn't displace anybody. That deal was done in January after he was inaugurated. It was a deal in waiting that was formed before the fire. How many of these do you have to find to know what really happened? Thanks for joining us. Pray for the people of Maui. God bless all of you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.